People's Champ Radio. I go by the name of the most incredible. It's Roy Mack in the building. And I'm here with the big homie Cash. Cash, what's going on, man? Cash up, holy. What's up, man? You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's jump right into it, man. Sports at its finest. People's Champ Radio. We do it every single Sunday, man. You can holler at us on our YouTube channel, People's Champ Radio on YouTube. Also, Hit us up in the podcast section of iTunes, People's Champ Radio, iHeartRadio, we coming soon. We going interactive soon. Hit us up on the Facebook, the Twitter, People's Champ Radio. Come on, man. You know how we living out here, man. And hey, right yeah. now is when you want to you wanna start messing with us now. You understand what I'm saying? What you want to do <laughs> is you want to jump on, the, on, on this bandwagon right now. You feel me? Because once we start blowing and once stuff starts moving, tell them what's popping, Chash. You dig? Listen, can't get no more free, Randy. Exactly, dog. Hey, in the words of the great poet, oh well, I, let me let me back up. In the, I don't want to say great poet. Let me pause. Let's take that back. In the words of the of the poet, Mike Jones, back then <laughs> he told me one day, dog. Back then didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all owe me, dog. Oh, hey, listen, man. man let's jump right into it. Shout out to Mike Evans Jones. Mike Jones. No disrespect, Mike Jones, but I ain't want to say great poet, man, because I got to disrespect some other kids. Yeah, but listen, yeah, man. We gotta, well, we got to, hey, listen, we got to be honest, though, on People Can Radio, so we can't say stuff like great poet. Well, come you on, because you, you, you know, we got to keep it true. You know what we do here on People's Chant Radio, man, with the honesty, dog. You dig? You dig what I'm saying? So, hey, man, we give you, we give you this truth first. You dig what I'm saying? So, um. Oh, you going to get the truth. Let's jump right in it, man. College football, man. They had two great weeks. They had two really great weeks of games. They just recently right. came out with their uh, with the new top 25. The only thing that was really important was the new top four, right? And right, with, absolutely. With some, four. Yeah, with, with some losses that came up. We got the new final, uh, uh, the new top four right now for the playoff races. Alabama one, Clemson two. The U at three. The U. And Oklahoma has climbed its way back into the playoff for the time being at number four. And so, uh, right. you know, man, Although I was Wisconsin's undefeated. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And so I was excited. I'm like, okay, man, we get these guys back in action now, you know, after the, the things came out. And then a weird thing happened, Cash. <laughs> a weird, a oh, weird thing oh, happened, man. my man. Um, oh, man. Oh, I looked man. up to see who everybody was playing against. And let me give you... <laughs> Let me give you a few names of of, oh, of who teams God. played against. So Alabama, the number one team in the country, the newly the crowned country. the newly crowned number one team in the country, they right. had on their schedule uh, this week Mercer. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna let mm-hmm. that live for a second. They played Mercer. Mercer and kids for those who know basketball. We're not talking about Ron Mercer. <laughs> We're talking about Mercer University. Now right. listen, understand. Um, because right now, um, People's Chat Radio, um, we, you know what I'm saying, we, we interviewing for interns, so I had to look this up on my own, you dig? I have to get the information. First of all, let me say this. The fact that you're able to play any team outside of your conference, once the season, once the, you know, preseason's over with, right, those first two games or whatever, if you're able to play teams outside of your conference at the end of the year, Something fishy is going on, right? And with their smoke, there's fire. And the fire is Mercer because Mercer University 
has 4,700 students. You hear, ladies and gentlemen, 4,700 students. The University of Alabama, 38,000. Wow. Why the hell are they playing each other? 38,000. <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, I'm looking around like, damn, Mercer has 4,700 students, family. And, listen, Bama probably has more football players than the University of Mercer has faculty. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's real talk. You said, hold on, let me, let me make sure. You said 40, I'm, I'm seeing 8,000 at Mercer. Is, is it 47 or are they at 8,000 right now at Mercer? I'm on the, uh, I'm on the Mercer University wiki right Jeez, now. Jeez, they're at 47? Yeah, I'm seeing 47, Well, listen, students. Whether it's 47 or 8,000, it ain't 38. Right, yeah, it's, yeah, it's irrelevant, right? Like, hey, let's, hey, fuck it. Let's make it 12,000. <laughs> 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 Let's combine a few hey, universities. Hey, no way, Jose. You dig? Shout out to my nigga Q. Listen, bro. The fact that these teams are playing Mercer, the, the, the most powerful school in the country is Alabama. Shit, Alabama might be more powerful than a couple of NFL teams, real talk. And so, they're hey, playing schools story. like Mercer. This is a travesty. It's laughable. And this is for all these you know, uh, academic people who talk about, hey, kids, you stay in school for four years and, you know, quit leaving early. This is a mockery, man. You dig? Well, yeah, this is an effing mockery. I don't know if Mercer's going to put – well, see, what those games do is they basically uh, are stat stuff for games, right? Um, so if you look at the score, the final score of that game, as anyone probably could have predicted, was 56-0. to Um you know, hey, you, real talk, they, they had to let off the gas. I mean, that, yeah. Well, yeah, if, if you look at so. 56, they should have scored a hundo. Real well, talk. And that's the thing. I think, you know, at a certain point, you're not getting anything out of that game um, but an Come injury. On, only you can you get out of that get game is somebody. Hurt. Yeah, that's only you can get out of that game is an injury. Um, and so, you know, you look at that and you say, okay, what's going to happen? You're going to get some guys who are going to stuff some stats and. and it's going to make their overall stats look better, and, and, and I'm with you. I, I don't. Something really needs to be done about uh, from an NCAA standpoint about uh, on, your ability to to um, to schedule a Mercer at this point in the season. I'll give you a pass to to start the season. Um, yeah, I'll give you that pass. But once That's we get into the year, I mean, I come on, you. man. Yeah, come on. Come man. on, man. So, so look, I'm looking at the stat line. Yeah, go ahead. Bama, fourteen. First quarter, 21 second quarter, right? So at halftime, it's 35 zip. They scored 14 in the third and four in the seventh. You know what that's showing me? That's showing me that Alabama literally was like, we're not going to call any type of uh, plays that we would call against a formidable foe. So if we're going to dive right, dive left, sweep right, sweep left. You know what I'm saying? And then after we do that, we're going to do it with the third and fourth string guys. So listen. To all you uh, Alabama faithful, you kids that live out there in Alabama, you're a two, three-star athlete, what you want to do is get up for November, right? If you want to go to the University of Alabama, you know you ain't going to get no burn. And around this time, when you get to play the Mercers of the world, you're going to get in the game. So just be ready, kids. Well, let me hit you with this, right? I'm going to hit you with two stat lines. Yeah. And this will pretty much tell you pretty much everything you need to know about this game. Jalen Hurts was 7-for-7 seven seven for 180 yards, three touchdowns. 
Um, Come on, man. And Bo Scarborough had five rushes for 54 yards. Listen, man, that, on, man. <laughs> that's all you need to know about that the football NCAA game. The NCAA should be, they should be ashamed of themselves because they always talk all this, you know, this talk about the students and what it's all about. And, and you look up at Alabama's Mary Mercer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, man. Listen, that's a game that Alabama students don't want to go to. Think about yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's right. That's a game that kids in Alabama like, listen, man, you know, I ain't going to even, like, you won't sit this one out. It's a joke. And but un- I digress. And unfortunately, the joke did not stop there. So, <laughs> um, the joke didn't the stop hits there. Keep on coming. Yeah, the hits kept on coming. So, you know, uh, Bama beat up on Mercer fifty-six to zero. Um, nice, nice work. And freshly off of being crowned the number one team in the country, and mm-hmm. not to be outdone by them, Clemson, the current reigning, the reigning, defending. NCAA champions. Hey, who, who, who they play, Roy? Who are currently sitting at number two in the standings. Who, who Clemson play, the powerhouse? They decided to play the Citadel. The what? Yeah, the Citadel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real talk, I thought the Citadel was a church, fam. Like, real talk. That's a school. So what you're telling me is that the Citadel is an actual university that has a football team. Uh, allegedly. Hey, well, listen. Here's what I would do if I'm like a thing. Hey, what UT need to do next year is put like Howard on their schedule because like, <laughs> I don't believe that. Hey, I don't believe that Howard has <laughs> has a sports team. So I'm like, what UT need to do is put like Howard on their schedule and just like play chess or something, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is an F and joke. Hold on, Roy. So the Citadel, it's a military college, by the way. Right, right, right. Didn't know that. It's a military college in South Carolina. 3,500 students. <laughs> now, let's go to Clemson. You know, let's see how many Clemson. So, 3,700 versus 23,000 students. Come on, man. Like, listen, the football team and all the staff that are employed via the football team probably makes up more than half of the Citadel school. I mean, this is embarrassing, man. Like, why are you playing the Citadel this late in the season? Coincidentally, Roy, they're playing these schools right after those rankings come out. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing that for me, like I said, I I felt like college football had two really good weeks um, previously of games, and then they followed up with this. And listen, I'm not a big stat guy, but again, let me give you two stats <laughs> that are gonna that will tell the story of this football game, and they're both gonna be oh from God. both of these stats co- are coming from the Citadel. Um, the Citadel had two quarterbacks that played. They combined. This is not one quarterback. This isn't for the half. They they, they combined to go one for eight, 64 yards with. Uh, I'm sorry, one for eight, 61 yards with two picks, no touchdowns. Um, <laughs> and if that wasn't embarrassing hey, listen, enough, I don't even know how to. Re- I don't even know how to respond <laughs> to that. Hey. Like I'm sitting over here as you're talking. You dig? As you're talking, I'm sitting over here in complete like. I just don't even know how to respond. Yeah, like, man. One for eight. To the stat. One for eight, 61 yards, two picks, no touchdowns. Like, what are we, what are we doing? And their rushing attack, they I, maybe they're, they're, they're a big running team. Well, apparently they are a big running team. Um, they had 54 total rushes 
for 155 yards. Now, again, 54 <laughs> total rushes for 155 on, yards, man. man. And, and listen, and we saying that like, you know, we know that, you know, Clemson let, let all that materialize, right? Because I'm pretty right. sure. Well, they Clemson won sixty one. They won sixty one to three. So you know. And again, understand that's taking your foot off the gas, kid. <laughs> right. When you're playing against a school that has, what did I say? How many students they got over there? Sitting there? You put thirty five hundred students. Students understand they got twenty three thousand at Clemson. When you're playing against a school like that, like bro, a hundred, like two hundred points is like. That's minimal. They had 64 passing yards. They had how many attempts? Passing attempts. They had uh, eight of passing attempts and 54 rushes. Come on, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know. Yeah, that's just embarrassing, here, man. Here's the question I have for you, Cash. At what point do you just scrimmage? You know what I'm saying? Like, when you're playing them, at what point do you just – because that's what this is. This is a glorified scrimmage, basically. You know what I mean? This isn't – I mean, everybody makes fun of the first few weeks of college football because they always say this is that's when they play the directional schools. So you play Northwest somebody or South somewhere right. or, or Eastern somebody. You know what I'm saying? Um, and get that little easy work, you know what I mean, the first few weeks. But once you get to this point in the season, you know, you think that those games are over, you know – I get it because of the way that the system is set up. If you're one of these teams and you're currently in the top four, the last thing you want to do is have to play a um, a formidable foe and possibly, you know, lose and, and, and get out of the of the standing. So I get it based on the way the system is set up. But, man, that's 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 pretty much trash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bro, come on, man. But listen, man, this is People's Champ Radio, Roy Mack and Cash, Sunday afternoons, man. Hit us up on the YouTube channel, People's Champ Radio. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, hit the bell icon and get them notifications when the new-ish is going to drop. Also, you can hit us up on iTunes in the podcast section for People's Champ Radio with Roy Mack and Cash. Also, during the week, catch them weekly breakdowns and weekly rants. From me and Cash, as he stated, we are hiring a few interns. We also got a few people we're going to be introducing to the platform. So stay tuned for that, man. People's Chant Radio, dog. It's growing. And so you better get on now because once this thing start popping, ain't going to be no more free, Randy. You understand? Can't get no more effing free. So, yeah, man. Um, Glad to say that, that in the top four, technically, well, Oklahoma played Kansas, so I mean, loosely they <laughs> have. Week. Yeah, that's pretty another much. A, <laughs> but at least they. But week. at least that is a conference game for them, right? Right, exactly. That's it's like yo, you can't help losing your conference. Yeah, and and the U they played Virginia, which they had the, if you want to call it a tough game, they had the 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 toughest game of the of the day. They were actually losing at halftime, twenty uh twenty one fourteen, ended up winning forty four to twenty eight. Um to stay perfect on the season so there you go with that man but yeah that was very disappointing but hey talk about because you brought it up briefly talk about wisconsin do you how do you see wisconsin they're right now on the outside looking in right well and listen the, the argument against wisconsin is the same argument they always use strength of schedule right yeah but my problem is it's not wisconsin's fault that you guys overrank people right and then you underrank other teams. So they get they're basically getting penalized for 
the NCAA not ranking them uh, the team that they played higher, if you will. Right, <laughs> you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, it's like, ah, I mean, listen, I don't know if these guys are right. You dig? I don't know if the, you know, the NCAA was right in the rankings because you start seeing big-time teams go down to smaller teams and you start wondering, like, okay, were they overrated at this point? You know what I'm saying? Listen, all I know is this team is undefeated in a major conference. Yeah, I mean, it, that's all I know. You, you know, because the thing is, we know every single season the SEC is going to start off with minimal four teams ranked in the top fifteen. Um, right. And so, as they beat each other, they don't necessarily drop out of the top twenty-five necessarily because it's like, oh, well, you lost, but you lost to you know a top five team. So you know, yeah, you go down a few, but you're still technically they still keep you in the top twenty-five. And you know, me and you've had these discussions before in the NCAA. It's extremely difficult, shout out to Cam Newton, but it's extremely difficult to work your way up those rankings. You really shout have to. Shout out to Cam yeah. F. Newton. Yeah, man, I shout did. out to Cam yeah. Newton. Um, but it's, and I know a lot of, a lot of the uh, decals won't get that reference. Just do your homework on why we shouting out Cam Newton when I say that. Yeah, you, you do your homework. Yeah, you dig what I'm all saying? You t- to all you T-Bow fans, do your homework. Right. So shout out to Cam Newton because it's difficult to really, you really have to be in the right conference and have, um, a lot of those teams be ranked. That's the only way that it works. You know what I mean? Because if you're in another conference and you don't have any ranked opponents to play, it's a zero percent chance you have of coming from not only outside of the top twenty-five, but even in, in in the bottom portion of the top twenty-five. I would say if you're you know outside of the top fifteen, you basically have to beat you know three or four top. 10 schools you know what I mean to get yourself up there because they just you know I mean you, you had schools like historically you had schools like Boise State who just didn't have the allegedly you know the, the argument the same thing against Wisconsin they just didn't have the strength of schedule you right. know what I mean and so let me say this though yeah Wisconsin listen they do they got a championship game yep and they get to play the big holy you know what I'm saying they get to play the U yep and so it's kind of perfect for them right now to be on the outside looking in because the NCAA works they like to um, they operate what and what I would say is a female mentality, which is availability. The NCAA doesn't like you if you've always been in the top five, top ten, you know, top four. They like the outsider. They like the new kid. You dig? So Wisconsin's a new kid. They're at number what five right now. They got a title game. That's gonna boost their stock, and everyone knows that at the end of the season. You move up a lot faster in the rankings, and you fall hard. Oh, yeah. So I oh, think yeah. That, yeah, I think they're good. I think they're good, man. I mean, they get to play for a title game. You can't – listen, if you go undefeated with a title game, you're in. Period. And, and, and essentially, you know, some, some things are going to happen because uh, the U is going to play Clemson. And, you know, listen, somebody got to lose. Um, Bro. And so you would think – Somebody got to lose. You would think the loser of that game – is out of the top is out of the top four now. And right. and if you're Wisconsin and you went out essentially, or you know what another interesting team in this is gonna be Auburn, who's sitting at number six. And they have Bama right. they have Bama next week in the Iron Bowl. Um, and all of a sudden, you know what I mean? If if you're Auburn and you knock off Alabama, you would think that Auburn can can get themselves in. Now that's going to be interesting how that works out because, um, 
you know, if you're, what is Auburn? Auburn has two loss. Are they, are they a two loss Auburn team? Let me double check that. I think they're two loss team. Yeah, they are two loss team. Yeah, yeah. Auburn's at nine and two, um, but they're at number six in the in the in the rankings, and their losses are to number. Uh, their losses are to Clemson and LSU. The LSU loss is a bad loss, but the Clemson loss, you know, depending on how they look at it, is quote unquote may not be a bad loss. And they lost 14 to right. 6. They lost 14 to 6 to Clemson and they lost 27-23 to LSU. Um, so again, depending on how you look at losses, you wouldn't consider those quote unquote bad losses. Then if they beat Alabama, you know, I mean, they beat Georgia handily 40 to 17 a few weeks ago. Um, so if they beat Georgia who was number 1 and then they, you know, a few weeks later beat Bama who's at number 1 now, it might be hard to keep them out of that top 4, man. I agree. So it's gonna be very difficult, but you know the NCAA is a popularity contest too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if Auburn has a player that the NCAA is really interested in showing to the masses. Mm, you did? Yeah. 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 They want to showcase this talent. They want the rating, right? So I, I don't know. I, and listen, I haven't watched Auburn. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I know Auburn's squad and who they. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Hey, listen. Brothers and sisters in the chat, if you know if they got some fly, flashy players or, you know, what, what type of offensive scheme they're running that's appealing to the eye, hey, let me know. Because I ain't never seen them. I ain't never seen them, homie. Yeah, man, so it's going to be interesting, though. It's going to be interesting. It should be a good week of football next week, and after that we got the championship weeks coming up. Um, so it should be a, uh, they should finish strong in NCAA um, for the next couple of weeks, and then we start the bowl season. Uh, UT's bowl eligible. Um, so we'll see how that goes, and uh, yeah, man, we'll 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 keep checking in there. Let's jump to the uh, to the men who get paid to play this game, the NFL. Um, I've been saying it now on People's Champ Radio here Sunday afternoons, Roy Mack and Cash. I've been saying it for the last few weeks now that the NFL as a product <clears throat> this year has been decimated by injuries to 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 their star players. Um, and also a changing of the guard in terms of a lot of young, talented players, but who are still trying to find their way. Um, and, and so right now, for example, you have a team like Jacksonville, who's at six and three. But I don't know who in, of anybody who really thinks that Jacksonville has a real, real shot of doing anything. You know what I mean? Are they a good team? Yeah, they seem to be a good team. That defense is really good. But, you know, yeah. it, you know I, I don't think Jacksonville, if and when they do get into the playoffs, I don't think that you're scared to play Jacksonville like that. I think, like I said, they have a good defense. But, you know, I don't, I don't know if anyone's who – Yeah. Right? It's no the quarterback. That's just, exactly. The thing is, is in the playoffs – you actually said this at the beginning of the, uh, of the season when we were, you, were, you were basically like, yeah, listen, I got the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers. Right, it's pretty right. simple. Yeah. Yeah, you man. Did? Yeah. So – it's a, it, it, listen, in the playoffs, superstars um, are the reason you win. And that's the and that's why people don't understand the power of having a star player. Star players, typically, they rise to the occasion when things get, you know, when things get, uh, when, when the money's on the line. And the best team is going to be the team with the best quarterback because they're going to need that quarterback to make the play. Right? Blake Bortles, Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty simple. Uh, but shout-out to Jacksonville for taking advantage of a, a broken conference with injuries, a conference that's been decimated with injuries, Andrew Luck and Watson's out, right? 
um, J.J. Watts out. Um, so, shout out to Jacksonville, man. I like that defense. Um, who knows, man? Maybe next year they go get a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Because the boy Blake Borders ain't got it. No, he doesn't. How about how about a team hey, like? Look, go ahead, go ahead. But, but Blake's white privilege is going to allow him to play in this league for a long time. <laughs> well, that's an interesting topic, right? So let's stay there. Let's stay there. I wasn't going to go somewhere, else, but let's stay there. That's an interesting topic that we talk about here because we're not really scared to challenge or 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 to bring up those topics here on People's Champ Radio, and you can also be a part of that as well if you're in the audience. But listen, so let's talk about that, right? Um, this is kind of like the elephant in the room, and me and you have this conversation often, Cash. Um, as a African-American black quarterback in the NFL, there's really no such thing as strictly being a career backup. Very far and few in between. As a, When Vince Young apparently, allegedly, couldn't be a starter anymore, teams w- were literally not bringing him in as a backup because they were saying things like, well, he'll push our starting quarterback for, for playing time. And I was confused because I didn't I don't even know what that means, first of all. Um Hella confused. You know what I mean? Because they always told me you want to have a serviceable backup. And the reason I bring this up, I know people are always gonna cause some people are gonna say, hear this and say, oh, well, here we go with the color stuff. But listen, let, let me just present you some evidence, right? I shouldn't have to do this, but sometimes, you know, I'll humor myself. You get a guy like um Who's the kid that went to Missouri? Chase Daniel, right? Didn't he go to Mizzou? Yes, sir. Okay, you get a guy like that. Goddamn NFL forever. And he's never had to throw a meaningful pass in his career. (laughs) You understand? And here's here's the thing, man. There's supposed to be some type of pressure applied to being an NFL player, meaning you know at some point you're going to have to perform. Chase Daniels doesn't have this issue. (laughs) Exactly, man. This guy, this guy's never been under. No one even cares that Chase Daniels signed a new contract and still get all this money to essentially never play a down, to never play a meaningful down. He's getting paid millions of dollars. Think about that, man. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it it, it really is. And, and the reason I say that you don't see this with black quarterbacks is but the only one that I can think of that was really a career backup is Charlie Batch. That's the only African-American quarterback I can think of Absolutely. off the top of my head was Charlie Batch. Absolutely. And with that being said, and I will challenge anybody on this, with that being said, in order to keep that spot, Charlie Batch had to come in in some really tough situations and win games for the Steelers, for the Lions. You know, he had to, he had to really – he yeah. actually had to and show his worth. Yeah, he had to actually prove yeah. his worth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, here's the craziest caveat about Charlie Batch. Who did he play for at the end? Who was he with? The Steelers, right? Yes. I, I, that's the last time I remember yeah, with the Steelers. Yeah, he was with the Steelers. And the point I'm making is oh, that. Oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> they got the ruling rule. So he got to play for the one fucking team that's a proponent of the Rooney rule. So we know that the Steelers have made a concerted effort. Shout out to the Rooneys. They made a concerted effort to give black people opportunity. And listen, for all you Will Kings in the world, I would ask you, do you think the ruling rule is stupid? Because apparently there's no white privilege. Racism is over, it's overblown. Why the hell do we need a ruling rule? It's funny to me, too. It's funny to me, too. And, and, that, I ain't and, that, and that bleeds into the Kaepernick situation where... Some people are well because some well, people are trying to. About it. Yeah, let's do it because some people some it. people are trying to make the argument that well, it's not a issue of 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 his stance; it's an issue of him just not being good enough. 
And I would, and I'm actually willing to concede that argument just for just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Yeah, but, I ain't gonna, hey, listen, I ain't gonna get into. I ain't yeah. gonna argue with you about who's good enough. Okay, you got it. So I'm asking you if, if, if he's not good enough to be a starter. Okay, cool. It's a lot. It's second. Yeah. It's a bunch of second and third string jobs out there. Who wouldn't yeah, want to have? Last time I checked, who wouldn't want to have a quarterback who led his team to the Super Bowl just what four or five years ago? About five years ago, who wouldn't want to hey, have look, that guy on their roster? Hey, let's not even get into that though, Roy. Because again, let's not get to specifics. Who the hell doesn't want a backup? It just becomes weird. You know what I mean? It just becomes... You don't need a backup quarterback? Ask the Dallas Cowboys what happens when you don't have a good, a decent backup quarterback. You go fucking, I don't know. I, I, what did uh, well, Brandon Whedon <laughs> and, here's what and, you do. and Matt Castle? I'll tell you what you do. You pick fourth in the draft. That's what happens. You you you, you yeah. get high draft picks. That's what happens. Hey, they combined for, I believe, a 1-15 record. That's what you did. But, hey, man, listen, dog. If you know anything about... Racism, white supremacy, they'll they'll take a hell on the field. They don't give a damn about that. Well, it and, is. and here's they, why I know it ain't about winning, bro. When well, you own a team. This shit ain't about winning, bro. It's about winning how you want to win. And here's why I say it's deeper than rap, to use a phrase, right? Is 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 take your man's uh what's my man's name that just left uh Chicago that that stunk it up in Chicago for a bunch of years. Oh my god, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Okay, so let's take Jay Cutler, right? He's a perennial loser, okay? Um Perennial. He's never shown anything, but he can. The moment he left, like teams are like trying to call him, like, "Oh, don't retire. We'll we'll pick you up right now." Why? That's crazy. What has he ever look, shown? They were begging this man not to retire. <laughs> yeah, it was the and, silly oh, shit. Oh, oh, by the way, hey, look, we can get into another hour conversation about how the hell he get a job in a booth when everyone <laughs> knows that this guy has the worst personality in football. Yeah. That, everyone talks about his his lack of enthusiasm. And you want this guy as an analyst? Get the hell out of here. And let me say this to, to anyone who may think, oh, well, he's just picking on him because he's white. Listen, I'm the guy that, you remember a few years back when he got, uh, like, a, I think it was a knee injury, and some people were saying, well, maybe he should try to play through it. I was actually on the record of saying, like, hey, bro, if you like, yeah, no. I was like, why would you do that? Tried to <laughs> yeah, play through like, it. Why yeah, would was, you do that? Hey, that was confusing as to why people were getting on his ass about that. I was actually confused <laughs> because I remember, I remember watching the San Diego Chargers throw away their Super Bowl host because they didn't want to put in uh, Charlie Whitehurst, who was a great backup at the time, who was playing incredible football as a backup. They wanted this guy, Philip Rivers, to go out there with a busted knee and throw a bunch of interceptions and be immobile in the pocket. So, you know, I'm a proponent of sitting your ass down when you got a real injury. So, listen, man, it ain't about, it's not about just because he's white. It's pointing out the white privilege in a guy who literally was like, hey, listen, I don't even want to play football no more. <laughs> right. And, and they like, were hey, like, no, 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 hey, no, no, no. Ain't no. no. Hey, yeah. but look, they want Kaepernick to do a public apology and, hey, tell us, well, hey, just tell the people, you know, that you want to play. What? <laughs> he got to tell you he wants to play football? He's on the goddamn free agent list. Does that not indicate he wants to play football? What are we talking about here? Well, listen, you know what that's about. Yeah, well, that's, and that's about the thing. white people wanting to say, hey, nigger, you apologize publicly. That's all this cap shit's about. And, oh, by the way, they still won't give his ass a job. And some people yeah, might bring up a guy like uh, when we talk about these black uh, African American uh, backups. They might bring up like a guy. Uh, what's my guy that went to Marshall? Brian Leftwich, right? 
Um, so who is that? Say that again. Brian Leftwich. Leftwich. Remember Leftwich with the big oh, looping release? Yeah. But again, he was a guy who had to be a starter, right? Who was a starter, well, and well, even when he became a backup, yeah. Yeah, and even when he became a backup. He was a guy who who had, had to come in and play. Yeah, he had to come yeah. in and play. What well, I'm talking about. Byron Leftwich play as a backup and thinking yeah. like, damn, this thing's on real pressure. Well, cause my thing was, see, when I'm talking about these career backups, <laughs> I'm talking about the Chase Daniels, the Sage Rosenfelds. I'm talking about guys who literally, you don't even know they're on the roster, right? Until you right. know, you don't know that like these guys are 10, 15 year veterans. I'm talking about the even a guy, uh, you know, I'm, I I like watching UT football, but even a guy like a Colt McCoy. Who, yep. uh, who, who? To me, money. Colt McCoy proved that he can't really play in the NFL. Definitely not as a starter. Come on, boy. You dig what I'm saying? Come but, on, man. And then I look around and I say, man. So RG three, to my knowledge, doesn't have a job, right? RG, where's RG three nope. at? Doesn't have a job, right? And again, nope. I would ask you. So you don't think RG three uh, can play? And I'd be, oh well, he can't move. He's he's unmobile. Listen, he's a backup. I mean, how much he's do you? Immobile. you know <laughs> he's a fucking backup he's at this point. He's immobile, but he runs like a four five forty right now with a knee injury. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. So he's you know, mobile. So you know, it's it, I, I don't I, I want to say it's confusing, but it's not confusing to me because I totally Come understand. On, like good old racism, white supremacy. Yeah, totally Ain't nothing confusing understand. about racism, white supremacy. Very simple. I, I totally That's understand. And the funny thing is, you're breaking this down, and think about it. What other backups are worried about actually getting in the game? Yeah, man. Who are you talking about? Yeah, man. If you're a backup, that's not a... Chase Daniels, bro, has the best life in the world. You did? And listen, I always bring this guy up. You know who I'm about to bring up? The big homie, uh, Tim Sorge, who backed (laughs) up Peyton Manning. Yeah! I got to bring this guy up, bro. He backed up Peyton Manning for 10 effing years. I mean, not 10, but he backed him up for a long time, right? He came in, he got his goal, and the next thing you know, the coach gets a draft hands and he looks. You know what happened. <laughs> so, so listen. What was his hey, reward, you know though, happened? after that? Yeah. Hey, hold on. I'm about to say, see, exactly. You know what happened after he failed to prove that he was even a formidable backup? He got another job with the Giants. <laughs> Backing up Eli Manning, who ain't missed a game in his career. <laughs> come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, come on, man. White people get to parlay, bro, forever. And look, if you white um, and you just want a job on oh, my shit, nice shit, hey, man, go to the NFL. They'll give you a job. <laughs> come to death row. They'll give you a fucking... <laughs> hey, look, if you can't run, if you can't fucking run, if you can't throw... Because apparently the NFL likes to draft quarterbacks who can't throw the football. Weird shit. White quarterbacks, by the way, because if you're black, you got to play receiver. Just go ask for a prior. But I digress. Listen, if you want a job, go to the NFL. If you can't run, you can't throw. That'll make you a long snapper. If you can't do that, you'll get a job in a suite somewhere, right? Sitting next to Jerry Jones and the big homies. So, yeah, man, go to the NFL if you're white. If you Cole Beasley... And you're fucking five foot seven and run a four seven forty. 
Come to the NFL. They'll find some work, man. And let me let me say this about the Cole Beasley, just for full disclosure. No one on this platform is saying that Cole Beasley can't play. See, pe- pe- what uh, people do. Well, here's what I'm saying. I'm let me, saying Cole Beasley. Well, here's can't what I'm play. saying. Here's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm the saying. Boy ain't got it. What I'm saying I is what I'm saying is the that I know it. that someone who doesn't look like Cole Beasley with that skill set would not get the afforded right. the same opportunities. That's what I'm saying. Come on, man. That's what I'm saying. Listen. Cause we got a guy. Let me go old school. Hold on. Let me go old school. Let me go old school, right? Yeah. So we're gonna take a trip down memory lane, boys and girls. We're gonna go back. Well, man, what's it been now? Fifteen, almost twenty years. To I want to say it was Indiana University, where they had a quarterback by the name of Antoine Randall. (laughs) Now many. That was unbelievable. Now many people don't even remember that this guy even played quarterback in college. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? Many people won't even remember that. But if you remember, not only was he a quarterback, he was a hell of a quarterback in college. Oh, my God, bro. Listen, Randall L. is one of the greatest college football players I've ever seen. Period. And Period. when he was coming out, it, not only did he not get an opportunity to play quarterback, it was never even a question on whether or not he was going to be able to play quarterback. That was never even hey, like a he, real hey, discussion. But what, hey, but what did he do in the NFL as a receiver, sir? Hey, he, he was, was a, on a Super Bowl winning team as a starting uh, receiver. Matter of fact, he, he threw. Hey, and for poetic justice, he threw what probably ended up being the game clinching uh, touchdown pass. Touchdown, <laughs> bro. That's unbelievable. I gotta look my big homie Randall L up and see what he up to, man. That, that brother was, um, but that's what we gotta be, right? Because look, once you listen, here's the deal. And we, I'm giving y'all a lot. Of, we giving y'all a lot of games. So listen up, kiddos. Once you once you're a black player and they say you can't play quarterback, you know how difficult it is to transition and then be successful at doing something else that you probably haven't done since high school or maybe junior high. Think about what they asking these men to do because if Randall L couldn't play uh, receiver, he ain't got a goddamn job. And Terrell Pryor couldn't play receiver because understand too, Terrell Pryor wouldn't have had the luxury to be like a decent receiver. You got to be nice now. You dig? Right. You don't get to be a lifetime. You don't get to be a lifetime fifth-string receiver. You got to be a boss. And these brothers boss up. The real prior is an all-pro caliber receiver. The brother made the Pro Bowl with the Browns. You dig? So, you know, but again, man, we can talk about this all And listen, I'm just going to spend, I'm going to literally try to spend like 10 to 15 seconds on this real quick. Like, I'm going to try to spit this out and I'm going to try to move on. I don't want to hear anybody give uh, in the comment section or hit us up trying to s- move and push forward the whole quarterback, uh, they're not smart enough narrative. We just told you that oh Jim Sorgi went, what did he go, <laughs> 1 in 15. So if he was so damn smart. Yeah, so if he, he was so. Yeah, if he was so damn smart, why was he throwing all those damn interceptions? <laughs> if he was so goddamn he was smart. so smart. The brother went 1 in 15. And you know what the owner for the Giants is? Looks like a pretty damn good quarterback <laughs> to me. If he was so damn smart. Hey, like just in case Eli goes down, I want this guy to back him up. A guy who went 1-15 and and got the fucking coach Andrew Luck. This the guy we try. Like, get, the, get all the way the F out of here. Oh, let me get it. He knows the system. I doubt Eli Manning and Peyton Manning are running the same system. I doubt it because yeah. Peyton Manning is running his own system. Yeah, man. So, but I digress. Yeah, man. So let me let let me jump off that soapbox, and let me tell you what you're listening to, which is People's Chant Radio. 
Sunday afternoons, man. It get heated like this sometimes up here, man. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? It get heated. And trust me, we're going to start letting y'all get it, uh, be a part of the show as well. We got that coming soon. We just want to kind of set, set the stage for the platform, let you know what you can expect. Because trust me, man, once we do open up the platform and y'all get on, when you get on with some bullshit, I promise you what's going to happen is, first of all, we're going to have to give you some correction, right? So we are the correction right. authorities. We're going to have to give you some correction. And you'll probably get your mic cut on some billow. You know what I'm saying? we probably have to yeah, cut your mic. Yeah, we got a Bill O'Reilly, uh, most of y'all, because I've heard, uh, I was listening to Stephen A. Smith's uh, podcast, and brothers be calling up and, like, not knowing what the hell they talk about, or they don't even, hey, man, what's the topic? Listen, if you don't know what the hell the topic is, you get hung up on, man. Yeah, yeah, we're going to cut your mic. We don't come got time correct. for the foolishness. When you, when you call people Champ Radio, come correct, baby. Come correct. You dig time, what I'm saying? Beat by deal. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, hit us up on that YouTube, man. People's Champ Radio. Also in the podcast section of iTunes. People's Champ Radio. iHeart Radio. We are coming soon. Let's go to the association, Cash. Let's talk about it. NBA, man. Um, I want to get into, into a couple of teams, but before we do that... Before we do that, get into some teams and get into, in, in, into some real game, let's spend a little bit of time, right, talking about NBA rookies. And, you know, this season in NBA, you can't talk about rookies at all without bringing up Lonzo Ball. Um, now, on this platform, we've told hey, you. Hey, you cut out. Hang on, can hey, you hear me? you cut out for a couple of seconds. Yeah, well, you cut out hey, for a dog, Hey, listen, man, they say I talk a little fast, <laughs> but if you listen a little faster, I ain't got to slow down so he can catch up. Uh, but listen, Roy, man. <laughs> this guy Roy, hey, Roy muting his own mic, people. But listen, Live man. on air, this guy muted his own nah, mic. I think, that, I, I think in a playback you will see that that was you, but I digress. Listen, man. <laughs> what I was saying is that in the NC... Hey, oh, hey hold on, man. Yeah, yeah. We gotta, hey, we got to let the people at home know, Roy, hey, Roy and I aren't in the same location. And he has all the control, so if any technical difficulties go wrong, you know who did it. But go ahead, man. We also need to let the people know that Calvin <laughs> is on a, uh, a a 99 Razor cell phone. And so if he cut he out, did. if he cut out on that Razor. Hey, I'm just, hey, hey, maybe I'm just old school, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, if maybe he, I'm just old school. Hey, maybe he, he, maybe his cheek hit the, hit, hit the flip phone. I, I don't know what happened over there, man, with the flip. But listen. Hey, listen. The phone that I got is called a Samsung Galaxy Note 8. Funny to me, too. But yeah, man, hey. uh, you know. Maybe you should have got an iPhone. Shout out to Steve Jobs. <laughs> hey, listen, man. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Let's talk about these NBA rookies, and then I want to transition and talk about some actual NBA talent, man. Well, not to say these guys aren't talented, but I want to talk about like some 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 teams, some standing stuff like that, getting some Cavaliers and some OKC Thunder. But when you talk about the rookies, you got to talk about a little bit about Lonzo Ball. Um, on this platform, we told you. Unfortunately, we do. Yeah. Unfortunately, on this we platform, do. we told you probably, uh, man, like maybe literally like five games into the, maybe four games into the season. We were like, okay, cool. We've seen enough. Absolutely. And we gave you a conclusion within four games of Lonzo Ball. Now, a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people said we were, we were hating, we're jumping to conclusions, and a lot of people tried to go at our yeah, head. Too early to call yeah. him a bust and all that stuff. And people shit, went, at our, went at our head after his triple-double game on some aha, yeah. you know what I'm saying? They started giving right. us a lot of metrics talk. A lot they of they lost that game, by the way. Go yeah, ahead. they started giving us a lot of metrics, a lot of plus-minus talk. A lot of plus-minus yeah, talk we yeah, started getting. Yeah, that's a new... And niggas score zero points, they want to talk about his plus-minus. But go ahead. Yeah, but so now, all of a sudden... The Lakers are, you know, 15, 16 games into the season. And yeah, it doesn't. Size, that, 
That's the that's the NCAA season, right? Well, and that was my point was that at this point now you you would be halfway through a college basketball season. And halfway through a college basketball season, I'm pretty sure we know who's good and who's not in college basketball halfway through the year. <laughs> yeah, right. So as it stands today, um, Lonzo Ball is averaging eight points, six rebounds, six assists. Now listen, what I hey, said know. from the hold on, give me just a second, Cash. What I said from the jump, yeah, you got it. what I said from the jump was that to the untrained eye, his numbers are going to you're going to be able to spin his numbers because let's say he ends up averaging eight seven and seven people are going to be like oh well you know that's almost a triple double no you don't understand how far that is away from not only a triple double but how far that is from actually being effective because when you watch his games he's at eight six and six right now and it doesn't even seem like that when you watch his games his games seem like it's more at two two and two i mean because it's a zero impact on the games Absolutely. And so that's my biggest problem. But go ahead, Cash. No, no, I was going to say, man, um, that's exactly what I was going to say about this kid is that, you know, I don't do the numbers thing. I'm not like a numbers guy. You know what I'm saying? I look at how you affect the game, which is why you're able to pull up Jason Kidd's numbers and be like, hey, man, you know, you got the same, same numbers as Jason Kidd. Like, are you kidding me? Rondo has the same numbers as Jason Kidd, bro. What you talking Like, what are we talking about? Like, quit acting like Jason Kidd's the only player with those numbers. Like, what they really should do is show us all the guys who are no longer in the league with those numbers. You know what I'm saying? That's Lonzo Ball's next stop. Lonzo Ball's next stop is going to be, should this guy be in the NBA? Because Roy told, listen, Roy Mack told y'all boys, the Hall of Famer Roy Mack told y'all boys weeks ago on People Champ Radio that, listen, unfortunately for Lonzo Ball, he's not going to be a career bench guy. Nope. He's just not. The hype behind him and all the other things that come with his namesake, um, he can't just be a, a career bench guy. He has to be a starter, man. And that's very unfortunate for the young brother because I actually really do like Lonzo Ball a lot. I, I, I like his I like his temperament. You know what I'm saying? He's even cute. I'm a big LeVar Ball supporter. Um, and I support everything that brother's doing for his family. You dig? Um, but listen. Let's get down to brass tacks. The boy ain't got it. I don't know what y'all want me to do. Your boy ain't got it. Quit the Jason Kidd comparison. The Magic Johnson itch is so, like, stop. LeVar Ball has a better chance at beating Michael Jordan than Lonzo Ball has <laughs> at becoming the next Mike. Yeah, and then Lonzo Ball has becoming the next Magic or Jason Kidd. Giving like people, I told y'all months ago, people check radio, go back into the archives that this Jason Kidd comparison is disrespectful. You dig? Don't compare anybody to Jason Kidd just because the brother doesn't have a jumper. Roy Mack and I were talking earlier, and I was like, listen, bro, real talk, Lonzo Ball should be aspiring to be Rondo. For you, for you kids out there that watch basketball, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Rondo doesn't have a jumper, right? He doesn't have any type of offensive game uh, on the perimeter, but he's aggressive as hell. He plays lockdown defense. And, and, and listen, that's what he should be aspiring to be, man. Um, but Jason Kidd, no, 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 no. 
Stop. Yeah, the it's, boy just, ain't got it. it's just unfortunate, man. So that's really all the time I want to spend on Lonzo Ball because it, it's real talk, man. It's Too just, many great rookies yeah, out here, man. And, and let me say this because somebody actually hit me up uh, a few weeks ago uh, or last weekend saying, hey, are y'all going to talk about the Jello Ball situation? And I told him no. And here's why. Because on this platform, yeah, on People's Chat Radio, if it's something like a legal issue, what I'm going to do is sit back and wait for all the facts to come out. Yeah. And wait for and and I'm also let the legal process take its course. I'm not going to prosecute somebody in the in the media um, because this stuff is you know they they've handled it the way they wanted to handle it. They made it an international story, so it is what it is. You can go somewhere else if you want to hear that specific type of talk. You dig what I'm saying? Um, well, it's just not something I'm going to um, get into. Yeah, and let me say this. Um, you know, for me. Anytime Donald Trump gets involved in something, I'm out. So, understand, I'm out on America right now because Donald Trump's involved. So, America, I'll see y'all when y'all get this motherfucker out of office. You <laughs> did? And, and I say motherfucker unaffectionately. Make no bones about it. Um, so, listen, man, listen, dog. Donald Trump talking about he's a part. As soon as I saw his name or parties, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm out. Because now it's the WWE all over again, and Donald Trump knows all about that. Oh, but yeah. I digress. Well, let me give you this, um, and I'm going to be doing a, a, a weekly update on this. Uh, well, not a weekly update, but I, uh, this week I'll be doing a little bit more in-depth breakdown of this. My top, who I have right now for the top three uh, for Rookie of the Year. Um, in this order, I have Ben Simmons. It's not close, by the way. Yeah, it's Go not ahead. close. Ben Simmons is by far the yeah, runaway right now. Listen. But I have Ben, ben Simmons, I have Dennis Smith Jr., and I have Kyle Kuzma. Um, outside Man, looking in, I would put him at a, at, at a close number four, would be the kid from Chicago. Um, I like his game. He's averaging, uh, I believe, about 15 points a game and about seven or eight rebounds a game, playing excellent for them. I think he's going to be pretty good, but I like Simmons, I yep. like Kuzma, and I really like Dennis Smith Jr. Um, man, this man, bro, love Dennis Smith Jr. If, if anybody who's been able to watch Kuzma over the last five games, he took a major step forward in his development. I mean, he just – it looks like they actually now have something because Brandon Ingram's actually picked his game up a little bit. And if you're watching that yep. L.A. team now, even though they're losing, and, and to be expected, they're supposed to lose this year. But you look yeah, at that team and you say, you yeah, you say, you know what? If Ingram continues to develop, which people thought he was coming out of college, he still has room to grow and get a little bigger. Um, but if he could develop and also you have Kuzma, all of a sudden now you got two guys who are like 6'9", 6'8", long, who can both handle it, put it on the floor, shoot the three. And all of a sudden, yep. all of a sudden now, you got you got two great building blocks. And what you want to do is they did one great thing by getting um, – by getting uh, Russell out of there already, that was a great thing. Now, unfortunately, that they're gonna was have a great thing. Yeah, them. you had to get D'Angelo out of there, and so now they're probably gonna have to look to pull a trade on another point guard. Hint, hint. Um, here pretty <laughs> soon, <laughs> and uh, yeah, man. After that, I think they they they're really in a good position, man. So I've been impressed by the rookies, man. Real talk. Oh, listen, man. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. First of all, I got I got to show the big homie some respect. Um, the brother, you know, he's out here in Dallas. I didn't have to go watch a game, but that brother is so exciting to watch, bro. He is so he's so explosive. He just reminds me of that young Steve Francis because he already has the D ball. He's athletic. He's super explosive. Um, it's, it's what a great pickup for Dallas because Dallas. 
you know, they're just a boring team. You know what I'm saying? They're a boring team um, because of the type of players that they have, and he brings a, a different flair. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, so shout out to Dallas uh, and the big homie Mark Cuban, one of my favorite people. Um, I fuck with Mark Cuban heavy. Um, shout out to Dallas and the big homie Mark Cuban for, for getting that young brother, man. Yeah, man. No, he's everything about him says that he's going to be a star, and he's ready to to kind of you know move up and take take over the uh, the role. Um, and, and, and listen, he just and listen. This isn't hey. No, uh, I don't mean to cut yeah, you off, but this isn't hindsight twenty twenty. Right, right, Roy right. Mack and Cash has been saying this for weeks now. So listen, yeah. y'all y'all can come jump on this bandwagon. You dig? Yeah, and I'm man. not mad at y'all because listen. People can't radio. You're going to get the truth first over here. So y'all can be second, third, and fifth. But we told y'all already. We gave y'all the order of the rookies, right? And now it's just coming to fruition. Yeah, man. Um, and the thing is, right, that when when we bring, when we're bringing this stuff up um, about these, about, about anything, right, what you're getting from us is something that's a little bit different from what you get either from other even from other um alternative uh uh, uh regular media platforms right we know what the big box stations are going to give you the mothership over at espn even the fox sports is they're going to give you pretty much when you go through their through their product throughout the whole day um it's pretty much the same takes just with two different people talking about it usually right um what you're going to get over here is just something different man because we're giving you this the, not only are we giving you the truth, but we're breaking it down on like a different level. I think that's the thing that like really right. separates our platform it's is that like context to yeah, it. we're not just running our mouth, man. And because anybody can play that numbers game, and I'm gonna tell you this: even if yeah. you don't, even if you don't like our platform, untake this with you if you go to another platform. Don't allow right. people to give you only numbers to paint a narrative because you can use numbers yeah, to paint whatever man. narrative you want to paint. So, Period. and that's why we don't do that whole the whole numbers thing. What I'm gonna do yeah, is I'm gonna sit down. Saying, I'm not a big numbers guy with Alonzo because listen. And this first of all, let me say this, and I have to say this because I have to educate, um, you know, say the kiddos out there. Listen, the reality is this: the game is far different than it was when Jason Kidd played. Jason Kidd played in a much more aggressive era in which you could literally, you know, hand check people. So. The numbers that Lonzo Ball are doing aren't even under the same conditions. Like, stop. So that's why it doesn't make sense. It would be like saying, hey, man, Usain Bolt, because I saw some stuff the other day talking about Usain Bolt would have beat Jesse Owens by, like, 30 meters or something. And I'm looking around like, <laughs> you really want to compare the technology uh, and the new, you know, the nutrition and, the, you know what I mean, the dieting and, and the training? Of the the the, the modern-day era athlete versus Jesse Owens, whose biggest competition was a horse at the time? Like, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, you see man. what I'm saying? No, so, yeah, listen, I said all that to say this, kid. Like like Roy Mack was telling y'all, the Hall of Famer Roy Mack gave you great advice. Don't let people fool y'all with numbers. Put some context behind this stuff. You dig? Yeah, man. So let's do it. Let's... let's um. Let's talk about uh, what's going on standing-wise in the NBA. But before we do that, as always, People's Champ Radio, hit us up on YouTube, my G. Hit us up on the iTunes. Hit that like uh, button. Yeah, hit us up on the podcast sections of iTunes, People's Champ Radio. Anything in the news that you saw outside of sports this week, Cash? 
anything catch your eye, man? I know, I, I know that you're a big proponent mm. of uh, of the Yahoo air uh, uh, trending topics. You're always checking in and seeing what's popping on there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what I keep getting on Yahoo, man. Yahoo continues to uh, drop the articles about the sexual assault stuff. Okay. Right. And you and I were talking about this early, and. So it's either you become a man, and this typically all these allegations have uh, been linked to men, right? Like the men have been the ones that these allegations have been uh, cast upon, if you will. And so now it's either you're guilty, and if you say you're not guilty, you're victim shaming. So Ben Affleck was on the uh, Stephen Colbert show, uh, and. He was promoting the movie, The Justice League. If y'all haven't seen it, man, highly suggested. Love that movie. Um, but, so, the point is, Stephen, uh, Steve Colbert asked Ben Affleck about his sexual assault, right? Because Ben Affleck was someone you know, who was also accused of sexual assault. And when you promote a movie, kids, I don't know if y'all don't know this, but in the business, there's some unwritten rules of things that you cannot talk about. You dig? And of questions that you shouldn't ask someone during their their promo run. So Colbert asked him about this sexual assault. And Ben Affleck, you know, was like, listen, man, I hugged the girl. She felt like, I, you know, I groped her breast, ETC. And he was like, I apologize if she felt that way. But my problem with the female was that... Um, I'm like, did she not address Ben with this? I don't know, it's like five years ago or some shit. You see what I'm saying? And then I just start going down the rabbit hole of thinking like, so now it's going to be a female just going to have to come out. And this has been going on, by the way, guys. We ain't telling you anything new, but it's starting to ramp up again. That's why we're talking about this. And so basically women are going to be able to come out and start getting these settlement checks. Because listen, whether you did this or not, the mere allegation, right, um, of you having sexually assaulted someone is going to stain you. And that's very dangerous because the, on the flip side, the real victims who have been victimized, they're going to start getting overlooked when so many females and so many people come out with false allegations. Or let me say this, man. I walk up to a female at a club, right? I grab her by the arm. Like, yo, and maybe I grab her by the waist. Maybe I'm a little aggressive. I'm like, yo, what's up? That's technically sexual assault. So understand, man, when you start walking like this fine line of coming out and saying somebody, like if a brother hugged you and you felt like maybe touch your breast, address it right then and there. Yo, this is an appropriate ETC. But then you want to come out years later and say Calvin sexual assaulted me when I was in a nightclub. I mean, technically, it's sexual assault. You feel me? So this is a very dangerous conversation, fam. It's very dangerous when you start, you know, bringing these accusations out like that um, because they will stick. And it's a cold world out here if you really didn't sexually assault or you really didn't purposely attend to sexually assault someone. They didn't bring that up at the time. But then later on, they bring it up when the block is high. So, yeah, man. Hey, listen. That's a, um, it's an honest conversation that needs to be had. Um, if you are a culprit, you should absolutely be locked up and throw away the key 
But at the same time, we got to let the court process take its courses as well, right? We can't just be blaming people and making them victims in the court of public opinion, uh, uh, making them guilty, excuse me, in the court of public opinion, because that's just as dangerous as anything, my friend. Yeah, man, and like I said, uh, with the with the Leandro thing for me, hey, listen, man, I'm just going to sit back and let any of the, I don't know which, if any of these things are going to go to court or not, but I'll sit back and see what happens with the legal proceedings this evening and 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 it'll just go from there man you know what i mean right. it's let it's the, but it's crazy the, though let the legal proceedings play this, themselves out is yeah let's see who's yeah well, let's see who's yeah, guilty man. who's not guilty let's let's take it you know what I mean? guilty, lock his up. yeah let's just see who's let guilty who's not guilty. It. well on a lighter note <laughs> on a lighter note hey, that's segue. That's yeah segue. on a lighter note yeah that way uh, I watched a uh, uh, a documentary, a Netflix documentary. You know, I'm a big documentary guy. I'm a documentary f- filmmaker myself, so y'all be on the lookout for some of that work I'm I'm, I'm getting ready to hit y'all with. But on a document, I watched the documentary "What the Health" on Netflix. Um, hmm. It's one of the you know, listen. It, it's kind of uh, we've been hit over the head over the last decade, a little over a decade, with the um, I think the Super Size Me was the first one, but. We've been hit over the head with the, you know, eat right, eat healthy, um, how your food's made documentaries. But this, I thought this was a really well done documentary. It's kind of on those same lines. Um, mm-hmm. It talks about how, you know, what's being promoted. I mean, uh, I'm not what's being, what's being promoted, but who's promoting certain things and how things, you know, how the food supply and how basically how you shouldn't eat any meats. One thing that it went into that a lot of documentaries don't go into is that, you know, I think we all kind of understand that pork is bad and probably too much beef is bad. This documentary actually takes it a step further because not only does it say that pork and and beef are, you know, bad, it tells you that you probably just shouldn't be eating eating them at all. But then it also says that the consumption of chicken is probably actually worse. And they kind of go into that and break that down, which I was like, damn, you know what I mean? Now, that's very interesting. There's so much protein in chicken. Well, well, see, that's the the interesting thing. And you have to watch the documentary because when they break it down, they say, well, your body doesn't actually need that, even need that much protein. Then they also go into the fact that animals don't even actually have protein. You're actually getting secondhand protein from animals. And the protein actually... Hold on, let me... Yeah, go ahead. Let me say this. When they say, see, and, and again, context is very important. Kid. Right, right, right. So if you're an NFL player, you do need that much protein. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, but so, here's what they're, like but here's a, what they're, they're saying, though. They're talking about like a survival level, I'm assuming, right? No, no. But, and, and, and the reason they're saying that is because the way it was broken. And again, when, I'm saying this based on a documentary. Now, let me back up and say I'm not, in, I'm yeah, not endorsing. Got, yeah. Listen. I haven't done. Yeah, I haven't done my. I haven't done any research to what they're saying. I don't even know where to begin, right? I'm just going by what the doctor they had on the documentary. But it went into the fact that animals in themselves don't produce protein. They in they intake protein, which in which in which in return is stored inside of them. Which when which when we eat animals, we then can get some of that protein that was there. So the argument was that all of the protein actually comes from plant-based foods plant-based things right right and so the ingestion right. of the plant-based things is what would essentially technically give you the protein period right so it went into that I, I, the the chicken part was interesting just because you know it's like i know the whole lean chicken thing has always been something that was Absolutely. pushed but the reason yeah, they said that's a part of every like you know somebody's like protein diet what you they, know what I mean? the, the reason it was broken down they were talking about kind of why and we'll jump right back to the sports but why they were saying that that, that even fish 
and and the uh, chicken was was more detrimental was because of the exact thing we're talking about because people have pushed it so much that it was so good for you that people are consuming yep. more of it and since they're yep. over consuming chicken in respect to pork and beef now the chicken is becoming more detrimental because it has just a little bit less of whatever the bad stuff is in pork and beef it has just a little bit less but we're consuming much more chicken so we're still right, so it's, you know it's, it's eating itself out, exactly like, exactly it's just as bad now yeah it's just yeah, as bad now. so you know um, but, i didn't even tell you about this yet I, I, i'm about to go on a pescatarian diet at the beginning of the year oh word of the new year yeah and pescatarian diet is essentially the only meat you eat is fish yeah and they so, um they 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 basically broke you know in this documentary they, they go into the fish they go into everything man so essentially what they're saying is you should just be eating a basically a vegan diet what now, they say about fish well you know with with the problem with the fish and this is something that that I did know because I'm a big fish guy but the problem with the fish is just basically the way that it is manufactured right so you have right. you're gonna have some fish that's farm raised but even the even the fish that is allegedly hey, quote unquote me, wild I'm, caught I'm food, well but see they, they go into food. that because even the food that that is allegedly wild caught um yeah. the problem with a lot of those fish is where they're is where they come from and what they've ingested um in those particular waters and so when so you're Matt, what are you telling me man are you <laughs> telling me that even my fish at whole foods is gonna cost it's, not a good look yeah man because it's filled with at that point it's, it's gonna be filled with mercury it's gonna be filled with you but, know, hey, you know what I'm just gonna, hey listen why well, i'm just gonna start fishing then <laughs> i'm just gonna start fishing for all goddamn yeah, fish dog. but you know my only problem with the documentary and i promise you people we're gonna write back to the my only problem with the documentary was that it talked a lot about how like your food can get contaminated by all of these things right but right. when it starts talking about the veganism, it never talked about how like those plants, like uh, I'm assuming if everything else can get contaminated, that can't, you know, that can get contaminated too. You know hey, what I'm saying? Manufactured veggies are good. Yeah, I so I was confused and they didn't go into that. And so that's why I say with these documentaries, they're good to watch, but also you got to understand what yeah. point of view and perspective they're coming from. Listen, yep. in, the, in the words of the great poet Tupac, we all we all gonna die. We bleed through similar veins. You dig what I'm saying? So, hey, real talk, um, bro. What, hey, what, what a verse, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? But let's run back into the sports, man. Let's talk about. Let's go back to the NBA. So right now, everybody man, but, in the NBA um, is. I don't know if they're panicking, but people seem to be concerned about the Cleveland Cavaliers. What say you, Cash? I, I am concerned, but I told you I was concerned at the beginning of the year. Yeah, listen, man. You hear the truth first on people's chat radio. What you ain't going to hear me doing 99% of the time is telling you some shit retroactively. I had a problem with Cleveland because I felt that they were old as hell. And what I mean by this is that context, children, their important players are old. And when I'm saying old, I ain't talking about age because they're my age, right? What I'm talking about is the mileage. D-Rolls and Dwayne Wade are integral parts of that team. Those guys are going to have to be they're – they're going to be dependent on in these playoffs big time, right? They're going to play big minutes in the playoffs. I don't trust that those guys can stay healthy. And I don't trust that they can consistently, as a team, Cleveland, hit the perimeter shot. they got a lot of guys that do the same stuff. Dwayne Wade, Derrick Rose, and um, LeBron James, they do the same stuff. You dig? Which is what's going on in OKC, and we'll get on him in a second. So, no, man, I, I, listen, when you said I'm panicking, what I mean by this is that they don't, in my eyes, they don't have a legitimate shot at winning a chip. They're getting out of the East. This ain't about the East. It's about the Warriors. 
and I just don't believe that they got closer than, than last year. I believe that they'll mess around and, and, and win a game. Um, but honestly, man, I think it's going to be a repeat of last year's final. The exact same thing is going to happen in my conjecture. The reason so – what, what say you, Hall of Famer? Talk the, to well, the reason I have – my concern level will be at a zero, and i tell you why. My concern will start to go up if and when Isaiah Thomas comes back and he's not effective mm-hmm. at all. I think he's definitely going to be a different player coming from that type of injury. So I'm not expecting yeah. to see him with as much spring in his step and all that. Um, I'm conceding that. But I'm going to be concerned if and when he comes back and he is not effective at all. Because what we have to remember is essentially they're playing without Kyrie Irving right now, right? And they don't yeah, have, yeah, yeah. they have Jay, yeah. of course they, they have Jay Crowder, but you know, no one's ever mistaken Jay Crowder yeah, for Kyrie Irving. So right, right, we right. don't have what he was traded for on the floor yet. And so if and when we get him back, now I won't say we like, like, I'm, like I'm down with him, but if and when they get him back and he's not effective, right. at that point you'll see my concerns start to go up a little bit. But right now, listen, it is the East. Like you said, this isn't about the East because even though we're, we're going to sit here and say that they are struggling, they're still sitting at fourth in, or fifth in the East right now. Well, they're – Yeah, they're, the yeah so they're, they're – Right now, Boston is the darling of the East. I don't think anybody thinks that they're going to continue to go 15 and two every 17 games. Um, nah. At some point, those uh, at some point, Jason Tatum, who's a rookie, is going to hit the wall. Jalen Brown, who's going through a, a horrible tragedy right now with his best friend's dying, best friend dying. That's crazy. But he, man. you know, he's a second year guy, and so you know, it, these minutes and 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 just the overall pressure of having to do this night in and night out. I've been saying this for over a decade now, as a point guard. If your point guard is the best player on your team, it is extremely difficult for you to win a championship because at that yep. physical size, the amount of abuse and what it takes, the toll it takes on your body at that size, it's so much that guys just break down. You can look at any small player in the history of the NBA. They all break down trying to carry teams just because you're going to break down faster. The only guy who didn't was Isaiah Thomas, but then you have to look at what he had around him. What he had around him was amazing. Was yeah, him. that yeah, team around him was amazing. But if yeah, you go back, you look yeah, at that's an anomaly, right? But if you go back, look at a guy like Allen Iverson, who just completely, uh, eventually, just broke down. You can even go to to guys like Mike Bibby. He just eventually broke yeah. down. He wasn't even asked to to, to carry the uh, the load as much. He was asked to score, but Hell I mean, nah. he, but he just broke down. You got guys he like Steve Nash just woke up one day and couldn't play anymore. Um, yeah, weird, right? Yeah, I mean, bro, you just, as a smaller player, you break down because of what you're asked to do night in and night out. It just, it takes a toll on your overall body. And so Kyrie, I think at some point this season, he's going to hit a bit of a wall just because of what he's going to be up against. But I think, I think Cleveland, honestly, at this point, I'm optimistic that even um, Isaiah Thomas coming back at, let's say, 75% of what he was last year will be enough. Um, because what he's going to do at least is give them a shooter. With Dwayne Wade, you don't have that. With um, yeah. Jay Crowder, you have it, um, but not as good as you do with an Isaiah Thomas. You know what I'm saying? And we all know J.R. Smith, even though he's a shooter, you know how J.R. is, man. J.R. might have a good hey, month. He might have this. a bad month. Yeah. Nah, yeah, listen, J.R. ain't – listen, you heard the first of People Champ Radio. I said this long time ago by J.R. Smith. He just doesn't seem interested. He doesn't seem interested in playing basketball anymore. I don't know what it is, man. He got his papers. He got his rings. 
You know what I'm saying? I think that his that, that situation with his child probably took a lot of him. I don't want to yeah. speak on a brother's personal right, situation. Right, right, right. I don't know him. You dig? So I don't want to sound disrespectful or anything. That's a that's a real situation, though, man. But it felt like after that, and it could just be a coincidence, but it just felt like, man, Jr.'s heart's not in it anymore. Like I can see Jr. Smith retiring, man. Let real me talk. say this, and, and I could be a hundred percent off base, or I could be spot on. This is kind of a shot in the dark right now, though. I actually hey, hey, that's think, a hell of a statement you just made. Yeah, Go ahead. I actually think. <laughs> hey, you just gave me some Stephen A. Smith ESPN talk. <laughs> hey, man, I could be, hey, I could be right or I could be wrong looking at. Go ahead. But listen, <laughs> Go ahead, dog. I, I can see something coming out. Maybe not this year, but coming out here, maybe you know, in a few years. It seems that maybe J.R. Smith is a little. I don't know what the word is. I don't know if he's upset by it, taken back by it, caught off guard. But something's going on there with J.R. Smith. His relationship, friendship with, with, um, with uh, LeBron and the yeah. and the inception of Dwayne Wade to that team and Dwayne Wade yeah. and LeBron's relationship. You know I what? I think something will come out. Yeah, I'm with you. I do. I, think, I do. You know what? Think about it. He just named the guy starter. Like yeah, LeBron right. did that. By the way, <laughs> right. that ain't Tyrone. Tyrone Lue had shit to do with that. LeBron right. was like, "Yo, dog, Dwayne Wade gonna start." And, and I know Jay was looking around like, nigga, I started for a title. Yeah. Yeah, what you think you're talking about? And I think what happens with these guys in the NBA, let me say this about LeBron. I think LeBron is starting to become a guy who who people who play with LeBron think they're really good friends with LeBron until Ooh, until yeah. one of LeBron's because you remember a few years ago, Mo Williams was like crying. Because he was like, you know, when LeBron left, oh, he's saying we're not good enough. I thought we was friends and yada, yada, yada. Well, Absolutely. what LeBron yeah. was, what LeBron showed everybody was that, hey, man, listen, friends is friends, business he is business. He got allegiance to the hotness. Yeah, I got allegiance to the hotness out here. Um, if you're LeBron, you're like, yo, I got enough friends. All my friends work for me, dog. You know what I'm saying? Bro, all of them. You know so, they, got, they got good jobs. Yeah, I don't think that he has that type of, I think he has allegiance to who he thinks can help him win. Um, right. So you know, it, 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 there's that, but we'll see though, man. But let's talk about OKC because a lot of people Boy, are in. Yeah, I'm gonna let you. Hey, I'm gonna let you yeah, talk about OKC. A lot you, of people are in, about these kids. A lot of people are in panic mode with OKC. Just much like with with Cleveland, I, I, I'm telling you, I'm in zero panic mode with OKC right now. Hey, I am. Go ahead. They're they're seven and eight, right about where I thought they would. I thought they would probably be around maybe nine and six ish, a couple games over five hundred. But seven and eight, listen, I didn't think that they would be that good at this point to be upfront with you. Um, I'm actually more encouraged than I am discouraged by them. I'm encouraged because if you watch them defensively, they're actually good defensively. Which mm-hmm. if it's it's easier for for to to have three guys like that get it together on the offensive end because you know they can play right. offense. It's easier to get it together yep. on that side of the ball with that type of talent versus trying to get it together on the defensive side of the ball. So the fact that, that. A fa- the fact that defensively they're pretty solid is actually more encouraging to me. I think what's going to have to happen is, is one thing. Well, a combination of things, right? Here's what's going to have to happen for this to actually really work. Paul George is going to have to be the best player on that team. I know I say that being wow. a Russell Westbrook fan, but here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. I don't think Paul George is that type of guy. Well, it, then it won't work because here's the deal, right? At this stage yep. in Carmelo's career and with his skill set, it doesn't serve that team or him best for him to be the best player. If you're Westbrook, he's Hell. capable. Westbrook is capable of doing it, but the problem would be is that he would alienate those two guys and they're not built as standstill 
just jump shooters off of kickouts. That's not really, they can hit shots, but that's not really the strength of their game. So what needs right. to happen? Paul That's George. That's what Charles Barkley was saying. Right. So what happen, needs to happen is that Paul George needs to actually fill in the Kevin Durant role. He needs to be Kevin Durant on that team. Right. And Westbrook needs to fill in everything else, do what he does, and then Melo should be the closer. Melo should be the guy that when you need a bucket, you keep Melo involved during the game, and when you need a bucket, I would go to Melo because I think that he, he I can, agree. He's he going to have a mismatch. Yeah, he's going to have a mismatch. So. That's what I think. But, you know, one thing that happens sometimes when you get these teams together is that guys, it's, it becomes difficult when, when de with developing a pecking order, right? So, yep. especially right now when, because you know me, even, as a, even though I was a point guard, I always say this, and it was times where I was this guy, where, but it's hard when your point guard is the best player on your team. I'm going to toot this one a yeah, little bit. It's but it's, it's difficult. You got, you're, you're in charge of making sure everybody Exactly. Else because you can't, you can't go and get 30 and make sure everybody eats. So, But it makes right. it even tougher when you're coming to, the, to Russell Westbrook's team. Oh, and by the way, he's the reigning MVP. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? My God. Um, that was a triple-double. Yeah, bro. so we My know he got the goods. Man. We know he has the goods. Yeah. And so we'll figure it. I think they will figure it out. The problem is, is I think that once – I think they're, they're going to be clicking at the end of the year – but I also think that Paul George is going to leave, and so yeah, he's out of there. Yeah. I, I do. I think he. I think honestly, I think he's going to L.A. Man, I honestly do. I think he's going to L.A. Man. Let me ask you this, just for shits and giggles, just for shits and giggles. I didn't want to bring this guy back up, but just for shits and giggles. Yep. Do you think that that that? And I actually think that that he can. But wouldn't it be interesting if, if Lonzo Ball ended up in OKC, just wanting to like kind of pass the ball and throw it up, playing with Russell Westbrook, Absolutely. and let's say Melo stays? He'd be perfect for Westbrook. <laughs> hey, nigga, just pass the basketball. He'd be perfect. Hey, Westbrook would love this guy. This nigga shoot five times a game. <laughs> Listen, man. Hey, real talk. You know what I want to see Lonzo do, bro? I want to see him go to Houston. And and the reason I say this, I want to see what he looks like in that Dan that Dan Tony offense. You gotta be able to shoot because, the ball though, man. I don't, he's just not a good enough shooter. But I, no, I don't think he should be a starter. But I just want to <laughs> see him. Yeah, hey, hey, listen. When I'm talking Lonzo, I ain't talking starting point guard. Um, <laughs> but what I want to see this guy do is play in a, a pick up the pace offense, man. Like I'm looking at this guy because I'm questioning real talk. I'm questioning whether this guy's a legitimate NBA player right now. You trying to say like, he need okay, to be in the? Talk. You want to see him in the G League? What you trying to say, man? Well, listen. If his last name was Davis, he probably wouldn't be in the <laughs> NBA. That's what I'm saying. You dig? If his last uh, name was Davis, you dig? Shout out to LeVar Ball because if that Negro's last name was Davis, everybody be looking around like, "Yo, who the hell is this nigga?" And why is Luke walking keeping him in the game this long? See, that's what people aren't being honest about. If that wasn't Lonzo Ball. That was anybody without a name that you didn't know about, right? Don't give me this potential shit because potential means nothing. We're talking about actuality, right? Everybody in the NBA essentially has quote-unquote potential. But if somebody else is doing what that brother's doing, bro, people will be questioning Luke Walton's coaching. They'll be like, yo, this nigga done as shit. <laughs> you did? Am I wrong or am I right? No, I'm real right talk. Back. Come on, man. They'd be like, yo, Luke Walton needs to be effing fired. He let the guy... Stay in the game for 28 minutes. This dude, that would have broke down. They would have gave you no plus minus talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they was like, hey, he shoot 25% from the field. He shoot, you know what I'm saying? They would have gave you the real numbers. Because it's Lonzo, they want to talk about plus minus. But again, man, shout out to my nigga Luke because I digress. 
Yo, and let me say this, man. A team that, that you know, last year at the end of the season people were talking about, but nobody's talking about them now is the, is the New Orleans Pelicans, who had 508 and 8. What happens with those two big guys, Shout man, with, with Boogie Cousins and with Anthony Davis? Um, Boogie Cousins, I think, is the one whose contract is going to be up. It would be interesting if he were to go to, like, let's say, a Portland, who's at 9 and 7 right now. Absolutely. If Boogie Cousin was to land with, with with Portland with those two shooters, McConnell and, and obviously Dame Leonard, Dame Lillard, right. all of a sudden now, I would think that would take Portland to a contender, in my opinion. And I'm going to give you a better team. I think you're going to absolutely love it. San Antonio. But then you have to get rid of somebody. Who, 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 who? San Antonio? Yeah, they got to get rid of Why? somebody. Well, because now you have... Why? Well, because you would have Pau Gasol, you would have LaMarcus Aldridge, and Rudy Gay. Oh, hey, listen. Make no mistake about it. You can get rid of, uh, first of all, you can get rid of Rudy Gay. No disrespect, Rudy. But the reason I say Pop, I say the Spurs, excuse me, is because of Popovich. I want, I want DeMarcus Cousins to have a coach that really believes in him. And, and ch- I, Listen, I believe that DeMarcus Cousins is a great coach away from being a Hall of Famer. Wow. That's what I believe. Yeah, man. Listen, the brother's averaging like 28 and 14, and we just acting like it's no big deal. Yeah, no, no. He's a hell of a player. Like, look, everybody's telling me Anthony Davis may be the best player in the NBA, but DeMarcus Cousins' numbers are better. You You dig? And they're not on the same team. The thing is. understand, DeMarcus Cousins, bro, if this brother gets a coach that that can help him hone and channel that energy, right? into the right space. That's what he needs, man. He needs a coach that he can trust because the Marcus Cousins, and I believe Kyle Pyre talked about it, he know, like, it's hard to gain his trust. You know what I'm saying? And you could tell. He wasn't the emotions on his sleeve, but he cares, though. And I would love to see that brother with a coach like a Greg Popovich. Well, how but about this? Me, how about this? Because mm-hmm. and I don't know. I think his contract is up at the end of this year. Boogie Cousins, I, I believe yeah, so. I, do. I believe so. So man. how about this? How about Boogie and Paul George both wind up in L.A. So you have, Man. so you got Boogie Cousins, you got so Paul George, dope, you got Kyle Kuzma, and you got Brandon Ingram now. All Brandon of a sudden, Ingram. yeah, and you got Ingram. So all of a sudden Ooh. now, you got a pretty good. Yeah. All of a sudden now, you got a real team. You got some 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 young guys who who have proven that they can play, and you got two all stars you're throwing in the mix now. That's incredible, bro. I, that's a great. I like that man, and I think Luke Walton, because of his youth, is a young guy that can give the market his attention. You know what I'm saying? I believe that he can connect with DeMarcus the way a lot of coaches probably can't, man, because that's why DeMarcus and Cal got along. Because, you know, Cal got that young energy. You right, did? right, right. And, um, and you have and a good – great. And you got a good veteran over there as the assistant in, in Brian Shaw. Um, there you go. So, you know. And Brian Shaw the guy that had charged up by Devin Booker the other day. Hilarious. Hold on. What happened? I missed that. What happened? Uh, I, so, um, <laughs> the Lakers were beating the Suns. Devin Booker let go a three. And he was been double teamed. It was like a couple seconds left in the game. He was trying to draw that foul, get the four point play, because I think they were down by like seven, right? Hey, this, this nigga, uh, Ryan Shaw, was like, hey, quit flopping. Hey, Devin Booker got heated and like went to the bench to charge him up. Hilarious. Damn, I like Booker. <laughs> I like Devin Booker, man. Hey, Booker feisty, bro. Yeah. I like that. I like hold he got on. Little so, damn it, I hate bringing this guy hey, up, man. Hold on, hold on, Roy. Let's, let's back up. Yeah, go ahead. So, Devin Booker was 19 last year, right? Right. Hey, how old is Lonzo? 
Hey, funny to me. Hey, funny to me too, dog. Hey. hey, I just like to put shit because everybody keeps talking about how young people are, as if no other nineteen-year-olds play great in the NBA, play really good basketball. But I, but I digress. So let's stay with that game, and I promise you, I didn't want to make this the the NBA Lonzo Ball segment. I know, but man. one hey, of the but shout out to Ball Ball. Yeah. Ball Ball did this. One Ball of the Ball, this is on you, baby. One of the subplots out of that game was when there was a little bit of a scuffle, right? A little bit of a scuffle while teams were kind of going to the bench. <laughs> Your boy Lonzo. Right. As he walks by the scuffle, kind of looks, sees what's going on, and keep walk and keeps walking towards towards his sidelines while the rest of his teammates That's run. Deep. <laughs> That's deep. Now, real talk. So check this out. That here, listen, kids. People chant radio. You can get the truth first. And I'm saying this now. And why Stephen A. get an insider or somebody from ESPN gonna tell you in three weeks from now that an inside source says that Lonzo Ball and it may have some issues with some Lakers teammates. Roy, you play basketball. Hall of Fame Roy Mack, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Look him up. The boy got skills. Listen, you played basketball for a long time, bro, right? Yeah, man. When you walk away, when you walk away from a team skirmish, Roy, what does that mean to you? For me, it means <laughs> that you don't give a damn about the players in that, scr- in that skirmish. Yeah, man. That's deep, bro. That's deeper than just being like, oh, he just didn't want to fight. No, 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 no. What he's saying is, he don't give a damn that they're in the fight because he don't give a damn about the brothers in that fight because that's why that's why people rush to those packs. They don't rush because they just want to, you know, be a part of a scrum. They rush over there because it's people they care about in an altercation, fam. That's why you rush to someone's aid, especially when you're a starter and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Can you imagine Hook and Jose being in a skirmish? You look at it, you assess it, and like, eh, I can get to this bitch. Like, what? Because yeah. now y'all got some real heat. Because now it's some real beef. Yeah, and after the, the game's over. And the thing is, so when, I know that shit's deep. That shit's deeper than rap, bro. And the thing is, everybody knows that there isn't gonna actually be a real fight, right? But the point is to be everybody there. Everybody knows. Yeah, this, it's not man. gonna be. It's not this gonna be a real. Ain't the nineties. Yeah, yeah, this ain't gonna be man. no. There's, there's, the yeah, this ain't gonna be no real fight. But you go over there, you kind of jump in, you may, maybe push yourself. Yeah. You might lock up with somebody, grab somebody. You dig what I'm saying? But it's not gonna be a real fight. And the way he kind of looked over his shoulder nonchalantly, saw what was going on, and kept it pushing, yeah. it didn't look good for the homie. You know that's, what I'm saying? Well, it didn't deep, look Roy. good. Roy, listen, I just gave y'all a deep dive. That's some deep shit, bro. This nigga <laughs> saw a skirmish. Bro, come on. That's dissension, fam. Hey, let me take it to hold on. Check this out. You're like this. Think about yeah. it. I'm gonna name a football guy. Think about if you were playing with Steve Smith. And you walked away my from a Steve. <laughs> hey, I need to get a Steve Smith jersey, man. That's my guy, and bro. you walked away from I a so. skirmish that Steve Smith was in as his teammate. You would literally have to fight hey, him the next would. day. You got to fight him the next yeah, day well, now. Yeah, you gonna fight him in the locker room after the game. Yeah, ain't no next day. Ain't no hold up, bro. Listen, every it's listen. It's an unwritten rule. Here's the deal, kids. And this is the last I'm gonna really say about it. The Phoenix Suns were robbed of a, of a great opportunity. To win an NBA title because Amari Stoudemire's foot touched the floor. Think about that. And listen, I know a lot of y'all don't know what the hell I'm talking about because most of y'all don't know shit about basketball. Go look it up. Amari Stoudemire and the Phoenix Suns were robbed of an opportunity to win an NBA title because the unwritten code of my brothers are in a scrum, let's get busy. 
Yeah, man. That's what I'll leave, And I'll leave it there. I'll leave, that's a gym for y'all kids that don't know much about basketball. That's real talk, I'll leave man. it there. Hey, man, let's go and get up out of here, man. Anything you want to close out with, man, for the people? Anything from them to take, take a look at, hit you up on? What's going down, man? Hey, listen, boxing is going down, baby. Yes, sir. Boxing is starting to heat up. The, 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 the ring is starting to shrink because a lot of brothers that's out here dunking and they promote making excuses. Hey, man, hey, listen. It, 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 the, the word mandatory is about to start really <laughs> coming into effect. You, you dig? Y'all about to have to start defending these belts or giving them up. So, for all you boxing fans, man, go check out Dante's Boxing Nation, man. I'm a huge proponent of that channel. Um, the big homie Boxing Ego gets it popping as well. But, yeah, man, um, boxing, bro, I'm just really excited. Shout out to Deontay Wilder and what he's become. I couldn't have guessed three years ago watching Deontay that not only was he going to be a formidable heavyweight, he's going to be the guy. Deontay Wilder went from being a guy that people thought, like, yo, listen, he's way too wild. And, you know, he just ain't going to make it. If somebody's going to knock his ass out. Now he's a boogeyman. So right. shout out to Deontay Wilder for building his brand, right, and doing his thing. So, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let me add to that. Let me add to that as well. That's a good thing to bring up because I'm gonna actually be doing a breakdown right here on People's Champ Radio, and uh, maybe the next couple of days, I'm gonna have a buddy of mine uh, on the platform. Uh, the homie JC is gonna be on the platform, and we're actually gonna be breaking down um, because, as a lot of you know, Miguel Cotto is uh, getting ready for his last fight, his retirement fight, on December the fourth. Um, okay in new york i believe it's in the garden the garden and uh yeah, right? we're gonna do a breakdown um uh jc is a big miguel cotto fan i am hey, going i am going to argue that miguel cotto is a bit overrated um although i like miguel oh, man. although i like miguel cotto but we're gonna talk miguel hey, cotto did it look, yeah did it. we're gonna talk a little miguel, miguel cotto so miguel got a great name and he had a great look. And shout out to Money Mayweather for getting that money. You dig? So, yeah, man, we're going to talk about that. Um, but, yeah, man, boxing is heating up. But here's what here's what I want people to watch, man. If you get a chance yeah. to jump on YouTube, <laughs> go and check out. It's a oh, clip man. It's a clip on there. Um, it's kind of like from, from the outtakes of Area 21 from TNT. Oh, my uh, God, man. With Kevin Garnett. Shout out to Rashid Wallace, Kevin Garnett, and they had to be on me, Ben Wallace. Ben there, Wallace right? on there. Yeah, if you get a chance to check that right, clip out, Garnett man. Kevin Garnett and Rashid be talking so much shit, man. Yeah, they it's a f- funny hey, clip. Hey, whoever released that footage is my nigga, by the way. I was oh, like, yo, you released this? Somebody might get some paperwork put on them, but that's hey, a... Hey, real talk, though, <laughs> Kevin Garnett gets the Barkley pass, bro. Like, people are cool with Kevin, like, being yeah. this way, so that's why I like it. It's hilarious. It, what it is is them watching it's a so clip of funny, Kevin Garnett like getting into it with somebody during the game, <laughs> and they're watching it and reacting to it. It is hilarious because it's oh, not like man, they don't yeah, know they're being recorded, man. so they just in there. They don't. Man, oh, it's priceless. Man. It's priceless. So it's go unscripted. check that out. It is unscripted. Kind of like People Champ Radio, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Unscripted man. truth, baby. Yeah, man. So hit us up, man. People Champ Radio on the YouTube channel, People Champ Radio on and iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, what go ahead. Out, man. Go check out that Justice League, man. I don't know if y'all seen it. Oh, man, what a what a movie, man. Um, Check out that Justice League and then Backdoor with that Thor Ragnarok, which is also an incredible movie. I'm pretty sure that uh, 
you know, you 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 about to get some pressure from Gabby because Wonder Woman in it. So, nah, man. You know, we don't do that. Check out that. Check well, out that. <laughs> speaking of speaking of wonder, I actually hey, well, took. Uncle Cash gonna come down. Speaking, and get Gabby on these but no, you t- you talked about wonder, and me and my oldest daughter, we went and we watched uh, a movie called Wonder um, the other day. It's oh, about okay. uh, yeah, it was about a, it's about a little boy. Um, uh, it's a, it's actually from a book uh, on a little boy, and his name is August Pullman. Uh, good movie, man. Um, uh, he did has, y'all read the book or did y'all just watch the movie? She actually had read the book before, um, but it's a little oh, boy. She had? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, man, okay. we get it. We get, she gets up in there, and so it was a cool movie. It's it, it's a uh, it was a lot of people in the movie theater crying. It's because it's the, the the little boy. Damn. He was born with like some facial uh, deformities. I can't remember like like the exact name of it, but he was born with like some facial issues, and so oh, kind of like the mask, right? Remember that movie? Almost like yeah. the mask, yeah, kind of something like that. But he's okay. a he's a much younger he's a much much younger boy. He's actually only in fifth grade, okay. and so it's it's his first year going to school, and it's the challenges kind of he's going through, and everybody around him. Great movie, man, to go through with go sit with uh, with your kids and check that out man but yeah man that's a good flick man so hey man check hey, man, this you out. about to make the people in the comment section cry man damn hey, listen, man. man we supposed to be leaving this show <laughs> in a high note and you over here you know what i'm saying this guy yeah. hey listen man uh also what you want to check out make sure you check out uh nfl games man uh the the, the, the late sunday night game should be um, it was billed to be a good one. We'll see Cowboys and Eagles, and then also oh, the. It's gonna be a terrible game. Yeah, no, it was no Ezekiel Elliott. Hey man, they told me that that they're gonna do it by committee, and then also. Hey, but I will say this though. Yeah. The, um, the fact that they are division foes, all bets are off. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, if you're playing those division rivals, I don't give a damn who's gonna line up. It's crazy. Eagles gonna mess around and lose this game. That's what's funny. Yeah, that's typically what happens. And then the Monday night game, the, NFL. the Monday night game, you got Falcons and Seattle, which is a big game. Falcons at five and four, Seattle at six and three. That's a big game. Yeah, I so. love watching Seattle play because Russell Wilson's easy, it's unbelievable. Yeah, man. So still, still some big games coming up, and then we'll see what happens in college football, man. Keep it locked right here, People's Champ Radio, man. We can hear that truth, Fiznae first. You dig what I'm saying? PR Radio, baby. Yes, sir. Holla at us, man. We out of here, man. Cash out.